Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. Genesis 37, uh, verses 3 and 4. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time this month, we are in a series called A Coat for a Kid, and we've been speaking on different coats, but I promise, even though we're reading about Joseph in Genesis, we will make our way to Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5, just one verse, just as a point of emphasis. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body. Somebody say a body. A, but a body you prepared for me. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, the hearers, most of all the doers of his holy word. As we bring this uh, sermon series to a close on this historic day, I couldn't help but reflect on not just the fact that the kids in our city need coats, and that's who we're doing the coat drive for to benefit the children or the students of George Washington Carver Academy, a charter school right here in the city of Highland Park. But I also began thinking about the fact that, I mean, we all need coats. <laughs> we, we all need coats. I mean, we go through seasons throughout the year. We go through seasons throughout the year where various weather patterns call for different types of coats. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, we live in Michigan, so sometimes we don't have to wait for the month to change. We just have to wait for the minute to change, and we can experience all four seasons in one moment. Uh, springtime calls for the light jackets or what we call the windbreakers. Anybody got a good windbreaker? Amen. Summertime calls for life jackets or, or, or as you swim in the pools or the lakes. Fall time calls for car coats or swing coats. And then wintertime calls for heavy coats, snowsuits, North Face jackets. Anybody know what I'm talking about in this place? Or what about this triple fat goose coat? Anybody remember triple fat goose? Anybody remember starter jackets in this place today? You had your favorite team and you had starter jackets on. Uh, Brother Brent, his mom and his niece are here. They're from Louisiana down south. I don't think they get a chance to even know what a triple fat goose is, but, but because they have nice weather all year long. But we also go through, not only throughout the year, but we also go through seasons in our life where various coats are needed too, amen? In high school, in high school, Sister Twyman, I was happy when, because I was an athletic person, I was happy when I finally got my varsity coat or my varsity jacket. Anybody ever have a Letterman jacket in here? Steve White, he's back there, he's like, yeah, I had Letterman's jacket, I'm buff and strong. 
If you're a doctor, and we have many doctors in this place here at this church, you long for the day where you could proudly wear your medical coat or your lab coat, as some people call it. Several people, uh, he even right here in this church, I think about my own dad and my father-in-law, John Lumpkin and Carlos and many others in this place who have served in the military, uh, have had the privilege of wearing their special jackets, uh, signifying their service to our country. And just for this moment, can we just celebrate them? Amen man, the, the, the freedom that we experience, all because of people like them that serve in this place. We also have different coats for different occasions, don't we? I mean, we got our dress coat, got our work coat, school coats. Some of y'all, maybe in your former life before you got saved, maybe you had your little cigar coat. Your lounge coat. You had the church coat, your rain coat, your play coat. What's also interesting, though, is how many coats we have gone through during the course of our lives. We don't wear the same coat from our younger days. We don't wear the same coat from our skinny days. We don't wear the same coat from our short days. We don't wear the same coat from our fat days, or we don't wear the same coat from the 80s or the 90s, or you shouldn't be wearing the same coat from the 80s or the 90s. But let me just tell you something. There is a coat that we can put on that never goes out of style. It never gets old. It never gets too small. It never gets too big. It won't shrink. It won't stretch. It won't get dirty and it won't smell. And that coat is when we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. For the Apostle Paul begins to tell us in Romans 13 and 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh or the gratifies of its desires. Because he is a wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. So whatever it is you need him to be, you can put him on and he will be just that. He'll be a perfect fit. And that's what we're going to talk about on this Sunday, Christmas morning. Uh, uh, still within our series, A Code for a Kid. But we're going to talk about one size fits all. Look at somebody and say, one size fits all. And it's not just a generic one-size-fit-all, but I'm telling you, when you put on the Lord Jesus, it's a custom fit. It is, it is a tailor-made coat just for you. And you've got to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and watch him make all things new in your life. Somebody shout amen. amen. This passage, this text that we just read, this passage in the book of Genesis, it tells us of Joseph and his coat of many colors. This coat, that Joseph had is, is a fine representation of Joseph's life. And, is, and, and, and I believe that Joseph is probably the most perfect illustration of the life of Jesus Christ in scriptures. So in this quote, I want to show you just a few things about Joseph and ultimately about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you could just bear with me for a moment. We're going to get through this and it won't be long. Somebody say one size fits all. See, this coat was very special because, and this is my first point, it was special because it was his father's gift to him. It was special because it was his father's gift to him. Our, his, the father made him this coat. The coat 
is an illustration of the bodily incarnation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Deity was robed in the coat of flesh. Our Lord was made flesh for us. And it was his Father's gift to not just him, but to all of us. Hebrews, as we read, Hebrews 5, I mean 10 and 5, wherefore when he cometh into the world, he saith, sacrifice and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast, thou hast prepared for me. Christ, let me just tell you this, my brothers and sisters, Christ is more than our Savior. He is the bodily representation of the Godhead. He is the fullness of God here in the flesh. Colossians 2 and 9 said, For in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead body. This is why we said and, and shall, this is why it is said that he shall be called Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. This is the reason why we believe and even we preach that Christ is not just the Son of God, but also God the Son. Jesus became the earthly, the earth, came on the earth, the bodily manifestation of the glory of God. And see, we have to understand this because uh, 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 that this was not the beginning of Christ because he has always existed. This is not the beginning of Christ because Christ always existed. It, he was there in the beginning. Because the Bible says in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then you skip down to verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among them. The body was his Father's gift, which caused him to be manifested to everyone. And we thank God for the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. But I also thank him for the coat, the gift that he gave of the body for his son, Jesus Christ. For it is the body that endured such a very harsh and terrible things just for us. The prophet Isaiah began to state that the body, say this about the body in Isaiah 53 and 5. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. How many people thank God for healing today? Well, let me just break this thing down for you like this. It says, it says it like this, and this is how the Lord gave it to me. He says that they afflicted injury upon him for our sins. They caused discoloration to him for our willful disobedience or wickedness. They punished him so that we could have peace. And they beat him just so we could feel better. 
Do y'all see what just happened right there? They beat him just so we could feel, brother. My brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what you are going through today. Our big brother Jesus invites you to put on his coat. And though Joseph had a coat of many colors, Jesus has a coat of many cures. If you're sick in this place, healing is in his coat. If you're poor, provision is in his coat. If you're blind, you have the ability to have sight in his coat. If you're lost, there's redemption in his coat. If you're guilty, there's forgiveness in his coat. Whatever it is you need, you can find what you need in the body of Jesus because he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Let me just say it like this. There was a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 long years and she said if I could just touch the hem of his coat, I know I shall be made whole. And the Bible says that when she reached out, her faith began to reach out and touch Jesus and she began to receive the healing that she needed. But we can't forget about the most important element that is contained in the coat. The most important element that's contained in the body, and that is his blood. Uh, for the Apostle Paul tells us in Hebrews 9 and 22, uh, and without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So whatever the problem, look at somebody and say, just give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. For he's the answer for every situation. No matter how big or how small, he can handle it all. So the coat was special because it was his father's gift to him. But let me give my second point. The coat was also special because it was flashy. <laughs> it was a flashy coat. Some translations, it began saying that the, father, that the coat that Joseph received from his father had, it was very ornamented. It was a flashy coat. It was a coat of many colors. It was indicative of the life that Joseph would lead. His life did not appear to be on a single course, for he played multiple roles throughout his life. He was a son. He was a servant. He was a prisoner. He was the prime minister. He was, also a, he, he was always a Hebrew, but he succeeded well in the Egyptian world. He knew what it was to be loved, and he knew what it was to be hated. He knew what it was to be a farmer, a financial advisor, as well as a felon. And he knew what it was to be the favorite of the king. It was much the way of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen to this. Jesus he was God's perfect man, but he was man's perfect God. He, he was God's Christ, but he became man's Jesus. Uh, anyone could look at his coat and see that there was something different about that man. There was something different about Jesus. He was multicolored and multifaceted. Simeon saw his coat and knew that he was something special for in Luke chapter 2 verse 30 he says mine eyes have seen thy salvation John the Baptist looked and saw his coat and saw there was something special about him and he said uh, behold the lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world Peter saw the coat 
and he began to uh, uh, notice that there was something special or different. Matthew 16 and 16, it says, Thou art the Christ, Son of the living God. Pilate even saw the coat and knew that there was something special about him. For in John 18 and 30, he says, I find no fault in him. Uh, the pioneer, the prisoner on the cross saw his coat and knew there was something special about Jesus. For in Luke 23 and 41, he says, this man have done nothing amiss. Lord, when you enter into your kingdom, remember me. I believe his mother Mary even saw his coat and recognized there was something special about him. For Luke 2 and 19, she began to declare that she pondered these things in her heart. And let me tell you, when you put on, I mean fully put on the Lord Jesus Christ, people will see something different and special about you. They will see and notice there is something unique about you. There's something peculiar about you. There's something royal about you. There's something special about you. I remember when I was Going to my senior prom, my dad took me to go and buy me a new suit, and he, he also wanted to pick me out this tie. And this tie had like, had Swars I don't even know how to say it, Swarovski crystals? Am I saying it right? Swar I, whatever, y'all know what I'm talking about. It had little pieces of crystals in the tie. And I didn't... He wanted me to get, now this is a very expensive tie, but I didn't want it because I didn't want to be too flashy. I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to be like everyone else. My father was trying to show me that he wanted me to know that I was special. He wanted me to know that it's okay for you to stand out from, some, from time to time. It's okay for you to be different, but I wanted to blend in with everyone else. And so I told him, no, Daddy, I don't want that tie with all the swarsty crystals in it. I just want this tie. It's, it's more played down. Let me just tell you something. The Father has been trying to get you something special. The Father has been trying to cause you to be aware that there's something different about you. You don't have to be ashamed of what God has given you, but there's something different about you. And all you have to do is put on the coat that he has provided for you and begin to accept what it is that he has given you. For Paul, the apostle Paul writes in Romans 1, 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Look at somebody and say it was a flashy coat but I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed of the gift that God has given me I'm not ashamed of the price that he paid for me and I proudly wear his name upon my life so not only was the coat special because his father gave it to him not only was the coat special because it was flashy but I also think that the, that, that, that the coat was special because it was a sign of favoritism it was a sign of favoritism. When you look back at verse 3, the Bible says that Israel loved Joseph more than any other. He was the apple of his father's eye. He 
pleased the father more than any other. His father trusted him to carry out this, his assignment of service to his brethren. And my brothers and sisters, there was only one the father counted worthy to carry out the assignment to bring people of the world that was, and, 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 and that assignment had to be carried out by his favorite son. Uh, it had to be carried out by his beloved son. It had to be carried out by his only begotten son. For the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he didn't trust this job to just anybody. Sure, he could have sent angels, but he didn't send angels. He could have raised up some old prophets, but he didn't raise up any prophets. He didn't choose anybody in the angelic host. He sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to carry out the great assignment for all humanity to be reconciled back to God. He sent his own son. Not only was it a special coat, and I'm wrapping up because I know my time is winding down. Not only was it a special coat because his father gave it to him. Not only was it a special coat because it was flashy. Not only was it a special coat because it was a sign of favoritism, but I also think it was a special coat. Watch this. Because it forced him to suffer. This coat forced him to suffer. This is the part of the mess where people kind of check out because in this day and age, nobody wants to suffer. When we look at verse 4, we, we begin to see that, it, that because of this coat, simply because of this coat, uh, Joseph was rejected by his brethren, as was our Lord Jesus. <laughs> he said that he was the Son of God and they hated simply because he wore his coat. He was also retained as a slave. This slavery sent him to a foreign country, so it, it was with our Lord who made himself our servant in a land that was foreign from heaven's world. He was sold, Joseph was sold cheap, 20 pieces. Jesus was also sold very cheap, 30 pieces of silver. The brothers meant it to him for evil but God brought it around for his good. He was restrained as a felon. Joseph was falsely accused and put in prison. So was our Lord carried from prison and from judgment. There's something special about this coat. My brothers and sisters, there will be times when you will have to suffer but just like the Apostle Paul declares in Romans 8 and 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Can I just tell you something? Can I just encourage you today that yes, we may have to suffer for a while, but let me just tell you something. Even though weeping will endure for a night, joy will come in the morning. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but watch this, the Lord delivers them out of all of them. Uh, 
just because you are righteous doesn't mean that you're the only one that will be afflicted. The righteous and the unrighteous will experience affliction. The difference between the righteous experiencing affliction and the unrighteous experiencing affliction is the outcome after the affliction. Ah, because we have the promise of God that yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table in the presence of my enemy. My, my cup runneth over. And then he begins to declare, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell. Somebody say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We used to sing in my granddaddy's church, I've learned how to live holy. I've learned how to live right. And then they went on to say this part, and I learned how to suffer. Because I, because, and because I learned how to suffer, if I suffer, I will gain eternal life. How many people are happy about their life eternal today with the Father? My last point, and I'm bringing this thing to a close. I think this coat was special. If you don't get anything else, get this. I think this coat was special because it had to be forfeited to fulfill his purpose. The coat had to be forfeited to fulfill his purpose. Listen to me. In order to fulfill his purpose, he had to lose his coat. They stripped him. They covered it with blood. They brought it to the Father. And they asked the Father to see if he recognized it. And the Father's response was this. He would have known that coat anywhere. Isaiah 53 and 10 says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Joseph's purpose ultimately was to provide posterity for his family during a coming, fa during a coming famine in the land. And he did so when he was promoted to be prime minister in Egypt. But think about this. The last time his brother saw him, he had been stripped of that very coat. He had been wounded in the house of his friends. But the next time they saw him, he was wearing another special coat. <laughs> The next time they saw him, he was wearing another special coat. For if you look in Genesis 41, verses 41 and 43, it says, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, 
I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck and made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they carried before him, bow and bow the knee. And I'm sorry, and they cried before him, bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Listen, he no longer wore the son's coat. He no longer wore the servant's coat. He no longer wore the suffering's coat, but he was wearing the sovereign's coat. And because he was wearing this very special coat, his family was able to enjoy all the benefits of his royalty. Let me tell you something. When God begins to turn things around in your life, not only will you be blessed, but your family's going to be blessed. Not only will you see the benefits of it, but the people around you will see the benefits of it. Even those people that hated you, even those people that did you wrong, you will know that you've come into a mature place because it's not going to bother you to bless them because you recognize that you have been blessed by the blessing and you've been made a blessing to be a blessing. Do I have anybody that knows what I'm talking about in this place? You may look at me today and say, Pastor Devin, things don't always turn out this way for me. Makes me think about the little boy who went to the baseball game and he went decked out in his favorite team's apparel. I mean, he didn't just have on the hat, he had on the jersey and he had on the pants. I mean, you would think that this little boy was ready to go and play baseball himself the way he was dressed. And he got to the game all arrayed in his favorite team's outfit and his team began to lose. I mean, lose very badly right out the gate. They're just hitting home runs and grand slams against his team. Somebody looked at the little boy and he said, well, son, it doesn't look like it's going to be a good day for your team. The little boy looked at the man and said, oh, it's all right. We haven't even got up to bat yet. <laughs> and he began to declare that once we get up to bat, some things are going to begin to turn around for our favor. Can I just take some moment and just prophesy to some people in here on the last Sunday of 2016? You may have felt like you were getting the score ran up on you. You may have felt like things were going wrong and not going in your favor. Can I just tell you something? God is getting ready to cause a shift to happen. God is getting ready to cause you to move from defense to offense. And things that you felt couldn't happen for you in your life, God says, it's getting ready to happen for you in your life. It's getting ready to take place for you in your life. And all you have to do is begin to thank God that you've been faithful. You got to thank God that you've kept praying. You got to thank God that even in the famine, you kept fasting. You got to thank God that even in the famine, you kept holding on to his word. You kept serving him. I know people will say favor ain't fair, but let me just tell you something. This type of favor is not for the people that saying it's not fair. This kind of shift is going to happen for those of you who have been faithful to God. For he says in his word that they that come unto me must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. Let me tell you something. Because of your diligence, because of your faithfulness, because of your prayer life, because of your service unto him, God is getting ready to shift. God is getting ready to turn 
some things around. And it's not just going to happen for those of you who thought you may have failed him, but it's also going to happen for those of you who have been faithful unto God, doing the work of the Lord, seeking his face, turning from your wicked ways, because the Bible says, then will I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. There is a healing coming to your land in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, come on and shout glory in this house. Look at somebody and say, there's a shifting happening. 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 Your children will be saved. Your children will serve God. There's a shifting happening. You will be the head and not the tail. You will be above only and not beneath. You will be the healed and not the sick. There's a shifting happening. There's a shifting happening. There's a shifting happening. God is turning things around. business deals that they told you no before, they're going to turn around and tell you yes. That promotion that they told you you weren't qualified for, they're going to say, you know what, because you've been faithful, we're going to train you while, you, while we promote you. Ah. There's a shifting happening. Y'all stand to your feet. I'm done. And the shift isn't just about favor, but this shift is about faithfulness. Faithfulness. We started off this year, we started off this year <laughs> declaring that it was time because God told us, consecrate yourself. How many people remember what, what God told us? Consecrate yourself for on tomorrow the Lord is going to do amazing things. Can I just tell you, God has been showing us. It's almost like, it's almost like the commercials or the previews of the movie before the movie come out. God has been showing us previews of what he's about to do. And, and, and God, and, and I mean, he's done some, some, some great things, but can I just tell you, he's getting ready to do the amazing. God is getting ready to blow your mind. all because of your faithfulness. Our community at Revival Tabernacle aims to reach our city and beyond with the life-changing message of Jesus. Thank you for your support. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at www.revivaltab.org.